All right, all right. Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Doc Washburn Show. This is Donnie Copeland, your guest host, sitting in for the one and only Doc Washburn who's out on the campaign trail. Somebody let me know. We've got a new mic that we're trying tonight, so uh, let me know if you can hear it okay and if it's going all right. Um, I'm kind of limited on my uh, end here because I'm not in the actual uh, studio of Yet Your Media, and uh, so I'm actually doing this from home. So if you're uh, joining us and you can hear what's going on, be sure and just uh, give me a thumbs up and let me know. You can email me over at copeland.donny at gmail.com. Uh, also, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donny Copeland, Gab at Donny Copeland, also at uh, Facebook at Donny Ray Copeland, and then Twitter, uh, also, I'm sorry, uh, Truth Social at Donny Copeland. So, so thankful to have you this evening. We're going to be talking about capitalism versus uh, the globalists, and uh, we're going to, that's going to be part of what we're talking about. We're going to also cover the news tonight, talk a lot about the things, the ongoing out, uh, the fallout of the Supreme Court uh, hearing, a little bit about J.D. Vance's uh, victory in Ohio, and uh, and uh, while Donald Trump's endorsement was very, very important, we're going to talk about another endorsement that was also very important. And so a uh, lot of good stuff coming up. Looking forward to uh, talking with you tonight and uh, the show. So looking forward to it. Thanks to Red River Your Way, uh, also to Justin Minton Law, uh, to My Family Health Plan, to Jonathan Presswood at Edwards Jones Investments, and then to TurnMyPowerOn.com for uh, all of these wonderful, wonderful uh, advertisers. So we're very, very thankful for them and uh, thankful that you're here. Leon, good to see you. Uh, Leon, let me know if you can hear me okay uh, or if you're just getting silent So uh, because I've got a new mic and I'm trying it out and uh, I don't have... Uh, Mancer uh, set it up for me, but obviously he's at uh, his place, and I'm over at my home, and then the studio is across town. So anyway, been a busy day, having a great uh, time. Uh, Doc's been hitting the road. He was on Todd Starnes, so if you want to catch that interview, uh, you can go online and catch Doc uh, at the uh, Todd Starnes show. It was a uh, it was a great interview there. Also tonight, uh, Doc and a group from the Campaign went to uh, the premiere of the 2000 Mules, I'm sorry, 2000 Mules by uh, Dinesh D'Souza. And uh, Doc was quite a hit there and uh, got to see a lot of people and, and talk to them after the movie. And, and they said it was just phenomenal. So anyway, it's a great time. Uh, but if you uh, happen to get on here, uh, if you can, just let me know if you can... Uh, if you can hear me all right, because, again, I'm trying out a brand-new mic tonight, uh, hoping that it is uh, working for us. And uh, if not, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll run it back and do it again, all right? Uh, I want to talk to you tonight uh, about several things, actually. And uh, let me get over to my notes. And I want to talk about some things that I think are uh, very, very uh, important. Uh, one that I think is extremely important uh, and uh, – is going to be become more and more important in the days and weeks and months to come, and that is the vaccines. Um, we find, in fact, there was a uh, the leak of the Supreme Court. Someone said distracted from the Pfizer dump, of 46,000 people took the vaccine, 
in a trial period. Uh, get this, 42,000 of the 46,000 had adverse effects, and 1,200 died. FDA rules that one death in 30 days closes down a trial. Why didn't it close this trial down? It's going to go down, folks, as one of the greatest uh, scandals in corporate and government history uh, that was uh, uh, this this whole Pfizer trial thing. And um, I, I personally believe that, and I hate to say this because I think so much of him uh, in his leadership, but I think President Trump really got bamboozled uh, by this um, <clears throat> rushing of this vaccine and uh, the uh, quick start or whatever they called that thing uh, where they rushed the vaccine. Uh, in fact, we're finding this. There is a uh, article coming out of uh, Britain, I believe it is. Maybe it's in Ireland uh, that there is a great uh, increase in infant kidney problems, uh, and that is with mothers who breastfed who specifically were vaccinated. Uh, and uh, something to note about that is that they did no trials, uh, again, no trials on uh, pregnant mothers and yet uh, advocated and even encouraged people to take it. Now we see reports coming out, and this is never going to happen just because stuff is going to start, it's leaked, and now it's going to really pour out. And uh, th that uh, there is uh, there's a kitty vaccine coming for really small children. And uh, parents, you have to be out of your ever-loving mind if you give your child this vaccine. The typical vaccine goes through 10 years uh, of trials. This vaccine had less than six months. I think the average was about five months. Um, and a lot of age groups, a lot of demographics were not tested and uh, specific demographics like pregnant mothers, etc. So anybody that would uh, take this vaccine or especially give it to a child, man, uh, I mean, you're just, you're, you're, uh, you're not thinking straight. Uh, so again, uh, if you're able to hear me, uh, if, if, uh, and uh, Leon looks like you're hanging on here. So it looks like you're good. Um, also, uh, looks like, uh, KO, uh, if you can, uh, hear me. Okay. Just give me a thumbs up or, or something. Also shoot me an email at copeland.donnie at gmail.com. Uh, so it's copeland.donnie at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. Say, hey, we can hear you, or it's a little faint, or it's, you know, it's a little sharp or a little flat, whatever. Uh, but uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, capitalism versus globalists. Uh, we're going to talk about the, this is super rich, folks. And that is the karma of the Biden uh, and Supreme Court a debacle that's going on right now and the whole thing with uh, abortion and with the judges. Uh, and uh, Biden has a long history here, and uh, it is just pure karma that all this is happening uh, on his watch. And then uh, I want to talk a little bit tonight about, I'm going to use a story that I found today. And uh, by the way, this is episode 145. Uh, it is Thursday, May the 5th, and uh, this is the Doc Washburn Show, and it's the show where we say things that other shows won't say, like 
the January 6th detainees who have been held over 400 days are no less than political prisoners and uh, should be released uh, at least uh, on uh, their own reconnaissance and uh, and then held and then brought to trial uh, but not held and in prison without even due process uh, that there are terrible terrible ramifications with the vaccination also that the 2020 election was stolen uh, and if you watch 2000 mules uh, you are even more convinced. I have not seen it. I've watched the trailers. I've talked to people that have been, but I've not watched it personally. Uh, but we're going to be talking about uh, a story that I found today. And it's so indicative of what's going on with the public school systems. And not just the lower uh, school systems, the elementary, middle school, high school, but uh, public colleges as well that that system is over as we know it and uh, there needs to be a, uh, a profound change and I think the quickest change well I'll give you my take on it uh, here in a little bit Carl good to see you uh, tonight again uh, if you can drop me a line at copeland.donnie at gmail.com I'd love to talk to you uh, irregardless but let me know how the uh, microphone sounds. Uh, Leon's hanging with us, so I'm thinking he's not sitting here listening to dead air. I hope not, or, or in the others. And so I hope that you can hear us okay. And uh, but we're just uh, thankful to have you. And uh, you know the the uh, I guess main point, not main point, but a point that the left makes a lot of times is about capitalism. And they talk about greedy capitalism. And uh, I think a lot of that is we, we, we accept, and that's one of the biggest things about, uh, I, I believe, for conservative politicians and then for anybody having any type of discussion about liberal versus conservative, is so often conservatives make their first mistake is they accept the premise of a question. And so I think the, the number one thing that you probably – could learn and should learn and I should uh, pay more attention to is not accepting the premise of a question but pushing back about the question itself and one of those is uh, why is capitalist so greedy and uh, why do they do this why do they do that and uh, I, I guess the first thing is pushing back on what do you think capitalism is uh, versus uh, globalist and uh, greedy uh, corporatist and so uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. I want to kind of flesh that out, if I may, and look at it. Uh, but before we do that, I'd like to go to uh, our first advertiser, which is Red River Your Way. And we're going to hear from Doc on this, okay? So let's, let's get this out of the way and uh, hear from some, about some great people. And then we'll go uh, right into uh, what uh, capitalism really is. You try to buy a car recently? You realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. 
That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for... Uh, indulging us there. I want to talk to you tonight about the difference in corporatist or the globalist and uh, true capitalism. You know who somebody was was very good about highlighting this? And one of the first ones I really remember uh, calling out the globalist and the greedy capitalist, and that was uh, Sarah Palin. And uh, she would always make a clear distinction between capitalism and what she called crony capitalism. And what we're seeing, and it's been really emerging in the last 10 to 15 years, but in the last, I would say, 8 to 10 years, in the last 5 years, if you have noticed there has been this wokeness uh, that has permeated um, uh, corporations. Uh, and it's not just the money. I'm going to talk a lot tonight about the money. And then I want to get to some news items as well that I think are, are very important. Uh, but um, it, it's not just the money. It is an agenda. And so that's why I say uh, in the lead, I said that it's capitalism versus globalism. because And I talk about this quite a bit on the show. And that is co- that globalists are all about an agenda. It's not even about profit. That is why Hallmark... Uh, 
the the big major jewel, jewelry uh, retailers will show uh, almost on every commercial they will have a homosexual couple. Now, uh, again, uh, it's going to sound like that I've got something against homosexuals, and and uh, I, I think it's morally wrong, just like I think adultery is wrong between a man and woman who are not married. And so, and I don't think one's more wrong than the other. I think they both. Are, uh, are are displeasing to God and, and against Scripture. But I, I want to think about it outside. But see, when I talk about this, a lot of people think I'm talking about it from the moral sense, but I'm not. What I'm talking about is you're sitting there with your family, and then here comes uh, a, a a commercial about love and about marriage or about rings, and then there's two women hugged up. I, I was watching a show the other night, and it turned to a commercial it was one of the, you know, cooking commercials, uh, not cooking, but, you know, food services that delivers your food. There's two girls all hugged up, you know, cook, cooking, and, and you could tell they were a couple. And then the ones that are not kissing or showing a lot of affection, uh, they kind of make it to where you can't tell whether they're friends or whether they are a couple. Well, there is a, that is that is by design, not not the confusion part that's just uh that's just uh they can appeal to both the conservative and the liberal uh with with making it to where you don't know if they're a couple or not that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is uh somewhere between 1.6% of the population identifies as as gay and uh let's say it's 2% uh, just for uh, just for comparison's sake. So you got two percent, and let's say that it's escalated and it's three percent. Or if you really want to say, I think it's higher. Okay, let's go five percent. I think it's much lower, but let's say five percent. We'll stick there. So five percent of the of the um, population is gay, uh, according to uh, you know just for argument's sake. So that means ninety five percent of the uh, uh, of their audience that they're trying to reach is is straight and uh and probably has some type of aversion or a problem with uh you know the homosexual lifestyle uh, they don't treat people any different but it's just not something that they embrace or they want so here's the question and I'm getting to a point so just hang with me cuz I'm going to envelop this into a global strategy, and I'm going to show you that it's a global strategy. Money is involved in it in the political side of it, but also there is a strategy to, uh, for lack of a better word, brainwash, or let, let's use a, a maybe a more nuanced word, to uh, influence your children, whether it be cartoons or whether it be uh, sitcoms on Nick at Night, or whether it be Disney, and we've seen that recently with Disney and the big blow up there. And, um, and so th this is, uh, wh when you have a corporation, uh, that is more concerned about promoting agenda. I mean, think about any marketer. I mean, I'm, I'm involved in marketing, uh, right now with Dot Washburn, me and, uh, you know, a, a great team. And, and can you imagine if we said, look, uh, we're not trying to reach primary voters in the state of Arkansas. Uh, all we want to do, we want to spend all the money that we have, and we want to spend that money on 
uh, reaching people uh, that are, <coughs> excuse me, that are gay, and we want to try to influence them to be straight. And so uh, none of those people are going to vote for Doc Washburn, or very few, maybe a, a handful, but not very many. So why would we spend uh, in every commercial that we that we cut, we and, and we we send it to somebody we know is is more than likely not going to, i.e., buy our product in this case, vote. So why does a jewelry store uh, or a huge chain? Why does a food delivery system? Why does a restaurant? You name it. Uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, knowing that the general public is, for 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 uh, comparison's sakes, even though we know it's much lower, is 95% uh, heterosexual, but there's there's a homosexual in every single ad. In every Disney, uh, there is a homosexual or some kind of inference or some kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, and and probably not in every single Disney. But certainly in most advertisements, and it's, you've seen it more and more. And as I said, even if it's not uh, a homosexual, then it is a couple, uh, two guys, two ladies, or girls, or females, and um, it, it, it leaves some doubt whether they're a couple or not. Well, that's by design. So why would you do? Why would you do that if you were marketing? Because that is a it is a whole push for this agenda. It's a push for this uh, sterilization of morality uh, in a nation because the, the communists know that the first thing you have to do, you have to get rid of nationalism. You have to get people to where they are not, in our case, America first. Then you have to affect the morality because you cannot uh, take over uh, a... Uh, democracy, or in our case, a representative republic, uh, as long as there's a strong moral foundation. So you have to uh, undercut the moral foundation of that uh, country, and, and in this case, again, the United States of America. And so that is exactly what is going on. Now, let's tie that to money. Let's tie it to money in politics specifically. And uh, you'll see uh, money plays such a huge part because it's like a uh, it's like a merry-go-round. Uh, you you got to have money to get in, and we see like in our state, in the in the little state of Arkansas, to run for governor in the state of Arkansas, it costs fifteen thousand dollars. Now that's not a state fee. That's not a tax. That's not a fee from the from the government, that is a fee from the Republican Party in this case. The Democrats have a, I think it's like 10 grand to run, uh, to file and use the Democrat uh, moniker or label to to be on the Republican ticket. It costs 15000 We know how much, what the reason is 15000 is because if you rake and scrape and you really get a few friends, then you can get, you can somehow come up with 15000 You probably can't come up with much more, and then you're dead in the water uh, because you can't get your message out and no one knows who you are. But you had enough money to file. Where does that money go? It goes into the Republican Party coffers, 
Uh, the 10,000 goes in the Democratic Party coffers. Uh, but the incumbent uh, has all kind of people. He has the Chamber of Commerce. He has all these corporations. They give him or her money. They pay the ten or 15000 depending upon, upon being a Democrat or Republican. And, uh, and then they have plenty of money to get their message out. Uh, and, you know, they have money to burn. And uh, that's how Sarah Huckabee Sanders could have $14.2 million and only have, like, last time I heard, <clears throat> maybe $6 million on hand. And she's burnt through, like, $8 million. It's just unbelievable. And, and it's like, what did you spend $8 million? Most campaigns, uh, gubernatorial, cam- gubernatorial campaigns, they don't spend $8 million in a small state like this in a primary and in a general election. But see, the money ensures that uh, when Walmart and Tyson, or whether it's in your state, if it's uh, whatever, a corporation, Uber or whomever, um, and they get their people in there, Google and Apple, and they get their people in there, then they keep them in there because they always have the money. Now, if you are like I was in 2016, I I left my, I vacated, didn't vacate, but I finished my term in the House of Representatives here in Arkansas, and I ran against a sitting Republican senator because she voted for Medicaid expansion for Obamacare, and I ran against her. And the Chamber of Commerce by themselves put $20,000 in the race, and then all the corporations put money in the race because she would do what they wanted to do. And I had one group called Conduit for Arkansas, uh, a phenomenal group ran by two private citizens who all they want is for politicians to do what they said and bring good government to the state of Arkansas. That's all they want. They never ask you for anything. Just do what, uh, just uh, uh, promote and and vote uh, as a conservative. That's all they ask. And if it would not have been for them, I wouldn't have had near the money I had. And I almost won that race. I, I lost by less than three points, two point something points. Uh, and she had all this money, and she was running for uh, months and months before election. I had just enough money to run, like, for three months and uh, knocked on every do- just about every door in-, in the district that was a primary voter in the Republican Party. I beat her on Election Day by 20 points uh, because it was all the conservatives coming out on Election Day. But uh, she even got Democratic operatives to uh, bring in Democrats and vote for her. That's the only way she could beat me. Uh, but she beat me. So, you know, I, no, no, I'm not crying over spilt milk. I'm just telling you that, that that kind of money is hard, really hard to overcome. Now, uh, here is a, um, a, a, a kryptonite for the establishment, and it's the kryptonite is Donald J. Trump. But there's some more kryptonite. When Donald J. Trump endorsed uh, J.D. Vance in Ohio in the Senate primary, his his numbers shot up. There were five people counting J.D. Vance in that race. This is in the primary for the Republican nomination. And J.D. Vance was, I think, middle of the pack and maybe toward the back. And there was a couple of more conservative, uh, lean, you know, more right than left, but they were certainly not far right. Are, are America first, I would say, candidates. But then Donald J. Trump 
uh, endorses J.D. Vance and money started coming in. He started climbing. But then something else happened. And that's what I want to talk about here in just a minute. And it was that something else that made uh, such a difference. It was, it, was, it was the something else that made uh, the profound change. And uh, every now and then we get uh, a, a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And it just seemed like every time we have lost all hope, something happens to give us a glimmer of hope. And J.D. Vance won, and he won because of Donald Trump, but he won because of something else. And I'm going to give you that here in just a moment, right after we hear uh, from another one of our great sponsors. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement. But how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. I want to hear from one more, uh, and then we're going to move on. I want to tell you something right after this. I'm going to tell you something that that Doc did at the end of the 2000 Mules movie tonight. Uh, also, I want to tell you about the other kryptonite that J.D. Vance used in Ohio. Uh, but uh, you, you you do not want to miss the story. I'm going to tell you about what happened at the end of 2000 Mules tonight uh, in a local theater here in Little Rock. Only Doc Washburn. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government, what better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. 
and then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right. Yeah, Carl made a great point, said Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't plan on having an opponent, especially an opponent that's worked as hard uh, as Doc and then the uh, 110 or 15 volunteers. Uh, so tonight, Doc goes to <laughs> 2,000 Mules, uh, the the movie, and uh, he and his wife are there, and I, I think some other people may have uh, gone as well. I'm not sure uh, who did and who didn't, but it don't matter. Uh, so the, at the end of the movie, a friend of mine was there, and he said, he called me right after the movie, and he said, man, I actually was in church, and uh, I had a message, so I called him on my way home, and he said, man, you're not going to believe what Doc did. And I said, what's that? He said, man, at the end of the movie, he said, the the, the movie had just finished, the music just started, the, the credits had just started to, to scroll up. Doc stands up and says, hey, I'm Doc Washburn, and I'm running for governor of the state of Arkansas, and the election was stolen. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders cannot say that because Walmart won't let her. And said the place erupted into uh, cheers, and he stayed about an hour and a half, two hours afterwards talking to people and handing out cards. So what an exciting night. Uh, we were talking about J.D. Vance in Ohio and how he was kind of in the middle of the pack, toward the back. And then uh, Donald Trump uh, endorsed him, and when he did, he definitely started moving forward, and it made a profound difference. Uh, but from what I'm told, boots on the ground there in uh, not taking anything away from President Trump whatsoever, but what I am told is that when Marjorie Taylor Greene came in and endorsed J.D. Vance, and uh, I've, I've tried to, because uh, I wanted to collaborate the story that I was told, I uh, talked to someone just a little bit ago. Uh, they somewhat confirmed it, said they, uh, they had heard the same thing, and they're pretty pretty connected. And they said that um, that Trump tremendously helped him. Marjorie Taylor Greene put his campaign on fire. Now the the question or the uh, the the thought would be, uh, what would be the difference? Because uh, President Trump, because I believe you know while President Trump has been a little quieter, uh, and quite honestly because he uh, has pushed the vaccines. I think that's not helped him. Uh, it, it certainly hasn't caused me to lose faith in him, uh, but it definitely caused me pause on that one particular issue. But then you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is just, I mean, and the left, don't, don't forget, and I think it's very important, the left has been attacking her, doing everything they can, and the establishment to try their best to... Uh, disqualify her from even being on the ballot. And so I think the attacks of the left 
has motivated the right uh, to to get behind her. So if you are uh, in the state of Georgia and you have connections to Marjorie Taylor Greene, tell her we said kudos. We would love her help here against Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So pass that word if one of our listeners can get that to her. We would we would love. Uh, obviously, President Trump has endorsed Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, and uh, I don't think he's aware from, from the reports. I actually talked to someone just this week that had visited with people very, very close to the president, and I won't go into that, but very, very close. Uh, and the president was totally unaware of what uh, uh, John Bozeman is doing, uh, somewhat aware of what French Hill is doing, and yet, uh, and they both, uh, John Bozeman said that President Trump sh- uh, could very well be uh, persecuted or prosecuted for his role in January the 6th. And then uh, Prince Hill said that uh, President Trump was at least partially responsible for January the 6th and that it was a fable and a fallacy that the election was stolen. And uh, those two are two of the people that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has uh, endorsed, and President Trump, of course, has endorsed her. So it would be interesting if uh, Doc were to get a endorsement from Marjorie Taylor Greene, which she may not would do that and go against President Trump, but who knows. So if you're in Georgia, you have a connection to Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, reach out to her and uh, have her email me at copeland.donny at gmail.com or somebody from her camp, and I would love to uh, at least ask them uh, because I think uh, we as conservatives and uh, that are pushing back, uh, something that we have found in this campaign, while the Pence endorsement is uh, and uh, Pence fundraising is uh, is troublesome, while the French Hill endorsement is troublesome, uh, while the John Bozeman endorsement is troublesome, and I'm talking about all the people that she has cozied up to, talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, and her calling. Uh, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson, who is a rhino, he's the Mitt Romney of the South, uh, as doing a great job or good job as governor. The one thing that has been more effective than all of that is that she pushed for vaccinations and that she advocates for mask mandates uh, or, or is okay. Let me let me rephrase that. She is okay with mask mandates. Uh, for corporations. So that leads me right back to our first topic tonight, and that is the topic of the globalist versus the capitalist. See, the capitalist says, I make a better product, I can sell it for a competitive price, buy my product. Doesn't mean that they don't donate money. It doesn't mean that they don't go for their favorite person to be elected governor or whatever else. But they don't get to run the state. They don't get to dictate policy. They don't get to say, uh, like Walmart did, and say, look, uh, we're tired of all these mom and pops who don't have, you know, this young lady selling uh, dresses or uh, baby clothes out of her home on the Internet. Uh, and she's at an advantage to us. So we think, Arkansas, you don't have an Internet tax. So guess what Walmart did? Walmart, a internet, the, one of the largest, if not the largest corporation in the world, uh, says, uh, hey, our, little Arkansas, we need you to start charging 
internet tax so that, you know, when we sell clothes at our brick and mortar, uh, then, uh, you know, because we, we, we have to charge a tax. And then also this young lady over here will have to charge a tax. So on the, on the surface, it looks like that's what it was about, but that's not what it was about. What it was about was simply this. Uh, retailers uh, get 2% of the tax they collect. So they collect 6% uh, and they get to keep uh, 2% of that 6%. Now that's a tiny amount for the little girl, the little lady with the dress shop. That's a tiny amount for the mid-sized corporation, but for a multi-billion dollar corporation, uh, 2% of what they bring in in taxes from the internet is not a small thing. So look what happened. You have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Before her, you had Asa Hutchison. Before him, you had Mike Beebe. Before him, you had Mike Huckabee. Does that name sound familiar? And uh, Walmart's telling them, hey, we need this. We need to do this. We need to, uh, don't need to let wine uh, distributors uh, sell without this. And, and all it's about is them getting the upper hand, and they're able to pay politicians to promote the laws that they want. Folks, that is not capitalism. That is woke uh, globalists, and that is what Sarah Palin referred to as greedy or crony capitalism. That is using business to influence legislation, and that, my friend, is not capitalism. You know what capitalism is? Capitalism is the mom-and-pop shop, uh, little sub shop. It's the, it's the individually owned uh, franchise of a Papa John's by you know, a couple. It's it's a single guy that's got a little car, uh, phone repair business out of his home, or a little mobile business unlocking cars, or whatever. That is uh, capitalism. Uh, capitalism. Listen, capitalism doesn't stop because a guy's hugely successful and makes a lot of money. Uh, capitalism ceases to be capitalism and starts being woke and and crony capitalism and even globalism when they start pushing agendas and using government for their to eliminate the competition. That is not capitalism. Capitalism says this, that I have a better product, I sell it at a competitive price, and I can beat you uh, because I have a, a, a superior product uh, at a uh, price that is a value. That is capitalism. And so, uh, unfortunately for a lot of our uh, young people, and, and even people I would say in their 30s, they don't actually know what real capitalism is. Now we have these uh, cap, capitalists, uh, or, or uh, let, me, let me call them uh, woke capitalist globalists um, that are now pushing agendas. Look, it's not even about money anymore. It's about agendas. It's about uh, climate change. It's about uh, transgenderism. It's about LBGTQ, uh, STUVWXYZ. It's about whatever the latest greatest is. Give you a great example of that is Subway. Subway goes and gets uh, Rapino. I can't remember her first name right now. The soccer player, uh, female soccer player, is on the Olympics team. The one with the purple hair. Uh, purple hair, that's fine. You know, make, color your hair whatever color you want to color it. But she's the one that knelt during the 
the the um, uh, national anthem. She didn't just kneel during the national anthem. She kneeled for the national anthem over in a foreign country. And so she basically spit on the flag of the country she was there to represent. Uh, and it was all because world press, uh, uh, you know, ignoring the fact that if her as a homosexual lived in Saudi Arabia, she'd be beheaded. Uh, but she can uh, she can be a spokesman for Subway uh, in the United States. So, uh, you know, that 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 was ignored. But anyway, Subway uh, decides to make her their national spokesman. Well, if if you read the latest report from Subway, Subway has taken a massive hit. It's not because people hate gay people. It's you know most of us uh, that are listening, we have some somebody that we're either connected to or even kin to. And a lot of cases, like myself, uh, we actually have both. We have close friends who have children or grandchildren that that identify as such, and we even have, you know, maybe close kin or maybe even distant kin or maybe both. And so uh, that doesn't mean we have to agree with it. It doesn't mean we have to accept it. Uh, but we, we we get along with people. We go to Christmas dinner with people. We don't, uh, you know, we're not hate mongers. Uh, but neither do we want uh, that, uh, that lifestyle shoved down our throat. No more than if somebody celebrated that they ran around on their wife. And Subway said, oh, well, I, you know, I, I want them. But I don't think that was even the problem with, with Rapinoe. The, the real problem with Rapinoe was kneeling during the anthem. And people said, look, if she wants to kneel during the anthem, that's fine. But I'm not buying sandwiches from the company that's making the, her their spokesman. That's their right. They can do that if they want to. And it's my right, and I'll buy from Firehouse Sub, or I'll buy from Slotsky's, or I'll buy from Jersey Mike's, or I'll buy from one of the other sub shops, but I'm not buying from Subway because I don't have to. And so that's one of the greatest misnomers about free speech. Listen, you, you can say, and that's what I love about Twitter, is you can say what you want to on there, but I also can block you. If you're using racial or vulgar language, I can block you. You have the right to say it, but I also have the right not to listen to it or not to watch it. And, uh, and so, uh, I think it's time that we understand and see this tremendous movement. And you, if you'll watch it on commercials, you'll see it really, really, uh, uh, prominent. And that is, uh, climate change. Uh, all the car companies talking about climate change. Uh, all the, uh, relationship type companies, uh, eHarmony of the day, you know, had, and if you'll notice, it's usually always, you know, uh, even though I think it's, I want to say six or seven percent, and it's definitely gone up. And I have no problem with it. I don't think it's even a biblical issue or a moral issue, uh, mixed marriage. Uh, but, but in the, in the attempt to be, uh, politically correct, they'll always have a, uh, you know, a, a minority and a, and, and a, uh, and a, a, a white and black. Uh, as uh, as a couple, uh, and uh, and then even when they have a gay couple, they have a black uh, uh, man or woman, uh, and then a white man or woman of, of the same sex. Uh, and it, so it's we got to be diverse, we got to be politically correct, we got to check all the boxes 
Uh, we can't just sell a sandwich. You can't just sell tires. We can't just sell rings. We've got to sell an agenda. And so, um, you know, I, I see, I think you can sell rings and, and, uh, show deference, show respect to anybody and everybody, uh, but without pandering. I think you can do that. I, I think you can run a great business, uh, and not try to run the government. And so, uh, you know, that, that's my take on the, 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 on capitalism versus, uh, globalism and the new greedy capitalists. Uh, but it's not capitalism. It's crony capitalism. And, and again, uh, capitalism, there's nothing wrong with capitalism. It nothing wrong with a company, uh, or, uh, having 97 Excuse me, 97% of the market because they make a great product and it's at a great price. Man, my hat's off to you. Go for it. Keep it up. But when you use that money, you plow it back in uh, to uh, to regulations that says, okay, now if you're going to sell tires, I've got 97% of the tire market, but I want 100%. So now... Uh, you gotta have this, this, and this that's gonna cost a hundred million dollars in your tire shop or in your tire company. And, and I know as the CEO of this massive 97% market share tire company that nobody else, uh, can, uh, can afford to do that. You know what I've just done? I've eliminated all of the competition and I used government to do it. That, my friend, is not capitalism. That's the point I'm making tonight. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about, and we're going to take a quick break, but I want to talk about uh, Biden's history with the Supreme Court and how it is only fitting that the Supreme Court uh, may, uh, during his illegitimate stolen presidency, uh, may bring down uh, uh, Roe v. Wade and put an end, as we know it, to nationally imposed forced abortions on all 50 states. So when we come back, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what I think is uh, is, is just so rich with, with karma uh, because of what uh, some of the past, and we'll go through a little bit of the past and what he's done and how now he gets to live uh, with some of the karma that the boomerang, I call it the Trump boomerang, comes back around. Uh, here's Doc talking about uh, my uh, about TurnMyPowerOn.com. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas which only weighs two ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. 
It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit now about uh, Joe Biden's history with Supreme Court, with the Supreme Court, uh, specifically Supreme Court nominees. Uh, if any, some of you might remember some of the uh, footage that is has been played over and over of uh, how Joe Biden orchestrated such just uh, just brutal attacks against Clarence Justice Clarence Thomas during his nomination process. Uh, there is an adjective that is used to undermine uh, that the Democrats and the Republicans, to a lesser note. Uh, but Democrats certainly use, uh, and, and, and Republicans have used it as well. But, uh, the Democrats coined the phrase. And guess who was at the forefront of that? Just like with Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, and it is called borking. When you bork a nomination. And that was a, uh, that was derived from the nomination process of Professor Robert Bork. Uh, who was nominated by President Reagan uh, to be a justice uh, on the Supreme Court, uh, who was one of the most brilliant, one of the most uh, uh, solid constructionists and originalists, rather, uh, uh, that would have served on the court. But he was completely undermined, and they did everything they could to undermine Clarence Thomas. And the only reason that Clarence Thomas survived was because he fought back. And and I think that is huge. If you'll remember, and I wish I had it pulled up, but I don't have it here in front of me. But if you'll remember Clarence Thomas, they come back from the break. He looks Joe Biden, a young Joe Biden at the time, 35 years ago or whatever, looks him square in the eye and says, what you guys have done has been nothing less than a high-tech lynching. But And, and what you have done is you've said, we are not going to let uh, uppity blacks serve. This is the words of Clarence, Clarence Thomas. And the only reason that Clarence Thomas is uh, a justice on the Supreme Court to this day is because he fought back. Republicans still don't get this. They still don't understand it. They still are unwilling to do it. And that is to fight. Listen, the Democrats fight with a broken piece of glass and they're trying to cut your uh, juggler vein. And Republicans want to uh, have uh, a fencing uh, and a duel with blanks at, at sunup. And uh, that, that is the difference in the two. Republicans are not willing to fight. But I'm going to tell you, uh, Donald Trump is willing to fight. Marjorie Taylor Greene is willing to fight. Uh, Doc Washburn calls an ace an ace, a spade a spade, uh, saying that Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been bought off by Walmart, by Tyson, 
and uh, and the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, and, and says, you know, she's going to be just like her dad, uh, who advocated for free tuition for illegals, put a Mexican Mexican consulate uh, in uh, Little Rock, and uh, and and closed down little bitty schools and uh, beautiful and and awesome quality schools in little communities like Perrin and Wiener and other dynamic schools and little small uh, places. He shut those down to consolidate uh, under the auspice of, of trying to help the bigger school and the more diverse school districts. And it was nothing but a punishment of those, uh, of those more white school districts was, was bottom line of what it was. Uh, and, and Doc will just, he'll, he'll, he'll just say it. He'll just, but that is so rare. Uh, but that is the only way to fight Democrats. And by the way, the Democrats, especially in Arkansas and a lot of red states, they're irrelevant because there's so few of them. So now it's not the Democrats you're fighting. You're fighting the corporatists. You're fighting the globalists. You're fighting Walmart. You're fighting Tyson. You're fighting the Chamber of Commerce. You know, one of the biggest advocates for open borders is the Chamber of Commerce because they want to get all that labor over here for the businesses. Uh, you know who's for more taxes, retail taxes uh, on businesses? The Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because uh, all of those businesses charge, uh, handle the, the revenue, the, the sales tax. They get to keep a percentage of it. For handling it, it goes in, and then those businesses give more money to the Chamber of Commerce. It's all a, uh, a a shell game, and it is a feed me and I'll feed you, uh, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Uh, and so, uh, so there somebody has to stand up. So Joe Biden uh, is uh, performs a lynching of sorts on Robert Bork. He actually borks Bork, uh, the first person to be essentially borked, uh, to be undermined, lied about, totally and completely just scorched earth, just not because he was a bad guy, not because he was could have been a uh, he would have been a bad justice, uh, simply because he was an originalist and it would have uh, held to the Constitution, and then tried the same thing on. Um, uh, Clarence Thomas and bes besmirched his reputation for life. Uh, Clarence Thomas's reputation from that day on, when he talked about uh, Anita Hill and the uh, the, the sexual innuendos and 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 things that he did, and just deplorable that there was there was zero proof, zero that it happened. She didn't complain about it. Uh, when it was supposedly happening. We saw this with Justice Kavanaugh, did the exact same thing, just deplorable. Had a poor woman up there just lying uh, through her teeth. And uh, and so Joe Biden has been at the center of that stuff. He's been in the very middle of it. So it's only poetic justice. It is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen in the world that the Supreme Court comes back and delivers in the midst of uh, this criminal enterprise, stolen uh, presidency, 
and delivers a blow that is all but the death knell, uh, at least for 30-something states for Roe v. Wade. Now, make no mistake about it that what the Supreme Court is talking about doing is not outlawing abortion, but actually uh, outlawing uh, the ability for the federal government to force all 50 states to, to allow abortions. So what the justices are saying is that these states need, uh, they get to determine, uh, their own legislators get to determine if they are going to have abortion or not. And, uh, but it's only because he has been at the forefront of, of borking and besmirching and destroying, uh, Supreme Court justices. Two, that I know of and others on lower courts that he has totally destroyed their lives. And it's only fitting that the Supreme Court, uh, would deliver in the middle of his, uh, uh, fake and phony presidency, uh, a death nail to Roe v. Wade, which is the cornerstone. Can you imagine you're a part of a, a, a political party that your cornerstone is not liberty, your cornerstone is not God, your cornerstone is not individualism, your cornerstone, your 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 banner is the ability uh, to kill children. How pathetic, how evil, uh, and, and how anybody with any morality, with any uh, sense of of any morality whatsoever uh, could could be a Democrat is is so far beyond me. I can't even imagine. I mean, I can barely be a Republican. Uh, I, I thought several times of leaving the Republican Party becoming an independent, uh, but the two parties uh, run the the nation and run states, and so uh, unfortunately, it is is the reality as we know it today, and so. The lesser of the two evils uh, is the Republican Party, at least in uh, my opinion. Um, I want to talk about the public education system and how the public education system is is really it, it's gone, it's dead. It 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 is history, and I want to illustrate that here in just a moment. Uh, we've been going a little bit over an hour, and uh, I'd like to go ahead and do the. Tweet of the day. We normally end with that, but I want to go ahead and um, do the tweet of the day. And of course, the tweet of the day is always brought to you uh, by uh, Red River Your Way. Uh, and that is that car dealership right here that we talk about all the time here on the Doc Washburn Show. Uh, that uh, will you can go right on Red River Your Way. Uh, you can uh, pick out the car that you want. Uh, then you can arrange the financing and get it to fit your budget. And then you can, uh, once you have that arranged, uh, you can arrange for shipping and they will ship that car right, uh, to where you live. And so what a wonderful way, 21st century way to buy a car. So today's tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day.
All right, the tweet of the day. We we're going to go. We might go to Gab and go to Truth Social uh, and uh, catch several here. Um, uh, Donald J. Trump. I, I like this one. Raise your hand if you agree agree with Elon Musk. Uh, pay your own student loans off. I like that. Uh, here's one uh, by a guy by the name of Doc Washburn. An apparent leak of a U.S. draft U.S. Supreme Court decision indicates the court may finally do what should have been done de decades ago: overturn Roe v. Wade. All lives matter, including those of the unborn. All, li uh, all lives are precious in the eyes of God. Uh, and uh, he goes on, and it's actually a thread. And uh, so I think that is uh, I think that is awesome. Also, by the way, I got this from Doc a little bit earlier today, and uh, it is a story where uh, I want to say it's unbelievable. Only 12% of the people in the trials, only 12%. No, let me let me make sure because I think I'm getting this backwards. Um, but uh, there, there, uh, when the uh, document dump came out about. Uh, the uh, Pfizer, which come out the same time that the Supreme Court leak, by the way, came out. Uh, it was it was shown that uh, there was a massive, massive cover up uh, about uh, the Pfizer vaccine, and I suspect uh, most of the others uh, as well. But bottom line is, uh, I think it is if there is even a 12 percent. Uh, what they would call a problem with a vaccine, they shut down the trial. I want to say it was 42 out of 47,000, 47,000 uh, trial cases, 42,000 of 47 had a problem. 42%, 42 out of 47,000. Uh, and, and, and you can, you can say that's, that's what 95, 98%. Uh, of the of, of the people that went through the trial had a problem, and the the standard had been in the past that if 12% had a problem, because if you look at it, if 50% of 47,000 let's call it 50, that's 25, uh, and then 75% of that uh, is uh, what 40. So it's 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 90, 95%, 98% of of that trial had a problem. Oh, by the way, this also was in the dump. While we were looking at the Supreme Court uh, deal, uh, the Supreme Court leak, uh, what we didn't see is that 1,200 people died in, during that trial. Then you had people like Huckabee, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and even Donald Trump uh, up advocating for vaccinations. And so, uh, folks, listen, we, we've got to... Uh, we, we've got to come to grips with this vaccination. I, I think the problems now you're seeing, I believe, in Ireland, uh, that nursing mothers are starting, uh, babies of nursing mothers who have had the vaccination are now having serious, serious kidney problems uh, because the mother's passing on through the milk, uh, some some very grave issues. Uh, Molly Hemingway, I'm still on the tweet of the day, brought to you by Red River Your Way. Uh, this sounds very sim similar to when Schiff went from demanding the purported Ukraine whistleblower to saying he had to be shielded from any scrutiny whatsoever. Once it was revealed, his office helped coordinate uh, whistleblower uh, operations. 
so Adam Schiff, and this was a response to Adam Schiff saying, I don't care how the draft leaked. That's a sideshow. What I care about is a small number of conservative justices who lied about their plans to the Senate intended to deprive millions of women of uh, killing their baby. He said re reproductive care, but, you know, it's the same thing. And Molly Hemingway said, that sounds real uh, similar to when Schiff went from demanding the purported Ukraine whistleblower to saying he had to be shielded from any scrutiny whatsoever. Once it was revealed that that it was actually Schiff's office that helped coordinate the whistleblower blower. So what Molly Hemingway is saying is, if you go look, more than likely Adam Schiff is in the middle of this leak, and uh, there's nothing these people won't do. They are the very they're the very worst. They are the epitome of of just terrible. Let's go over to Truth Social real quick, and then I want to finish up tonight uh, talking about. Uh, the death of the public school system and why, okay? So let's go to Gab real quick. I want to look at a couple of uh, Gabs brought to you by uh, Red River Your Way, and uh, we'll, we'll look at those. There's a couple of really uh, entertaining ones there uh, that I always love to look at. One of those is Mark Dice. He's a, he's a great follow on Gab. Uh, another one, let's see, is... Um, Oh, uh, I want to say Machiavelli. He's a really good one. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Shelby Studemeyer says, um, uh, no, let's don't do that. Uh, I don't want, oh, oh, yeah, I, I like, I like Matt Couch. Lawrence O'Donnell tonight compared the right to abortion with the right to travel. You can't make up the level of, absurd, of absurdity and stupidity that is on the American left. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says everything you need to know about abortion if you're a Christian. There's no other argument to be had or you're not a Christian. I said what I said, and I believe that, if I remember right, uh, the hands that shed innocent blood shall in no wise escape if I am not uh, was, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dr. Zelenko has a great piece. We might get into that tomorrow night, the proof that the pandemic was planned with a purpose. I have no doubt about that whatsoever, uh, and I felt that from the very beginning uh, that there was something very, very nefarious. I want to close out with a article that I read uh, today, and it's, it's, it's not going to shock you, unfortunately, uh, because it is, it is so prominent. And that is, how many times have we seen, in fact, uh, liberals of TikTok, which is a young lady who started highlighting these just nutty uh, public school teachers who get on social media and brag about uh, the stuff that they say to their little small uh, school children. And so she started, she doesn't comment, she doesn't say anything, she just plays their videos, and the left has just gone crazy because uh, they don't want that said. They don't want that, um, that, they don't want that presented. And so uh, what, we, what we have to understand uh, is that uh, the, the uh, public school system is, is full of this stuff. It's, it's everywhere. And uh, I can't find the video right now, but it's essentially it's another purple-haired young uh, millennial school teacher 
And she says, yeah, I talk about being gay and about gayness all the time. And then she makes this statement. She says, my classroom, and I think it's like a second grade, uh, maybe in kindergarten, but tiny, tiny little kids. It says, my uh, my classroom is the uh, is the is probably the gayest place on earth, and and you know which is is just hyperbole and just pure stupidity. But be that as it may, the point being, you can no longer trust your children or grandchildren to the public school system. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. What the public school system is a lot, and I'm gonna I'm gonna upset some parents, and I'm gonna probably offend a few people. But I have to say this. I think the public school system, it, it became this. I don't know that it was always this, but I think it became this. It became our babysitter. It became the babysitter to send your children at three and four years of age for somebody else to raise while we, uh, wasn't, we weren't, um, uh, satisfied with one, uh, household, uh, one income in the household. Now we, we both go to work and we both are away. And so somebody else is raising our kids. They have our kids for seven or eight hours. And then a lot of them go to after school programs uh, for two or three hours or a couple hours. And so for eight to 10 hours, somebody else, eight to 10 hours out of a 24 hour day, somebody else is influencing your children. So let's say it's eight hours and then they sleep for eight hours. That's 16 of the 24 hours. Two-thirds of the hours, uh, somebody else has your children. And uh, I'm going to tell you, there is a new model, and we have been looking this, uh, looking at this model uh, for uh, our uh, churches that, that, we, uh, that we have planted in the churches that we have here in the metropolitan Little Rock area to start uh, schools. And uh, this model is, I believe, out of uh, Dallas area, if I'm not mistaken. And this model says we will keep your children in a classroom for three days, and then you have to commit to homeschooling your children for two of the five days because you need to be involved. I know you have to make a living. Uh, but you need to be involved in the raising of your children. Listen, there's a reason the Bible says when your children get up in the morning, teach them uh, when they go by the way or that uh, that alludes to in the middle of the day, uh, along the way or in the middle, of, in the course of a day, you teach them. And then in the evening time as they're going to bed, you teach them. Well, listen, you can't teach them morning, noon, and night if somebody else has them five days a week uh, and uh, for two-thirds of the hours of those days. And so uh, I, I think, you know, it's like everything else that is bad, there's some good in it and it's terrible. Uh, but if as the public schools are, you know what it's doing It's and what the pandemic has done. It has forced you and I as, as parents and grandparents to take on the responsibility that we should have never abdicated to someone else to begin with and that is to educate our own children. And so when you see these woke, uh, just totally morally bankrupt people talking about their their gayness, no wonder they don't want school choice. No, mo- no wonder uh, are they fighting Doc Washburn when he says let the money follow the student, no matter where they want to go, rather to the school system, because they want to continue 
to indoctrinate your children. I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why Republican governors allow their public school systems using public dollars. And here's a conservative legislature. Here's a conservative governor. And they're allowing liberals to run public schools. Why would you do that? And then, after they get out of school, you let them run the public universities. Why would you let them do that? That has to stop, and it has to stop now. Uh, I'm so thankful that you joined us tonight. So thankful are today on this Thursday, uh, May the 5th. And uh, we're so thankful that you were here. And I uh, hope to see you tomorrow. And uh, looking forward, and all, as always, so good to have you. And looking forward to uh, the next time we get together. Don't forget, you can catch me, Donnie Copeland, at uh, Twitter, at Donnie Copeland, at Truth Social, at Donnie Copeland. And you can also get me uh, on Gab at Donnie Copeland. Uh, and then shoot me an email at copeland.donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D, dot Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E, at gmail.com. Uh, continue to pray for Doc Washburn. If you would, go to uh, com and uh, leave a comment. Tell somebody about the show. Let them know about it. Uh, also, you, we would love to have you as a patron where you uh, drop in a few bucks and help us promote the show. Uh, and then you can go to elect.washburn.com, elect.washburn.com, and give to help Doc get his message out. And we thank you for everything you do. Thank you to our sponsors. We look forward to seeing you. And hopefully uh, Doc is going to be back with us sooner than later. Uh, and so I, I think it's going to be spotty, uh, quite honestly, through uh, at least early voting and maybe into uh, the election day. Uh, but he's going to be back.